Come with me. I think it's time for you to see the package. Episode 167. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. So Steve Englehart uh, is done. Now we can get back to wasting your time again. Thank God. I'm really gonna. I'm. I'm. Uh, we gotta stop doing these shows with real people, with real important people, and just kind of get back to brass tacks. Just, yeah, uh, I. I don't think people like. Uh, I don't talking think they with do. Artists. And, I don't think they and do. Writers and creators of all sorts, especially really, really good ones that work kind enough to give us some of their time. Yeah. You, you think? I you think mean, you think listeners don't like it. No, I think what listeners like is us in studio getting interrupted by uh, Sage and <laughs> um, basically having nothing turge. to talk about. Yeah. yeah, people appreciate that. I don't know. We got some good comments on that. I mean, it's half hour wasted. It's not an hour and a half with Steve Englehart. It's yeah. not, it's not, you know, a two-part interview with Ethan Van Skyver. I mean, come on. Half it's not, wasted. you know, this isn't, this isn't, hey, it's the Freddie Williams, uh, the second hour. I mean, this is half hour wasted, people. Every once in a while, we have to do something that legitimizes us. us yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, a- I like to call them curve busters. <laughs> Hey, you know, I realized I brought this up earlier. We we each had uh, beverages from different types of spirits here. I had a glass of wine. Nice. You have. I have something that's green. Green, which is allegedly a, a margarita. From Mexico, margarita, yes. yes. And you have a brewski. I have a domestic brewski. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah. All all, all, uh, all spirits represented here. I don't know where the smoking loon came from. It's probably. <laughs> hey, you a know what came out on Blu-ray today? As of this recording. Oh, this is Tuesday, isn't it? Oh, what came Son out? Son of a gun. Lord of the Rings Blu-ray trilogy. Oh wow. Really? Really? I think that's what I saw in the in the uh, the Best Buy. Yes, ad. I, I have nothing against that movie. I did like it, but I've seen it. And I think I can go the rest of my life without seeing it again. Really? Well, See, it's I've, just it's they're so long and complicated. You, yeah, you have to invest so much time into it. I, I one day when after Sash uh, kicks Bill out of the house because right. she's sick and tired of us coming over yes, here, which is soon, I think. Then Bill and it's I. It's not the only reason it could happen. Bill and I are planning on getting up at. 6 a.m. and watching all three special editions oh, back yes. to back to back. Oh, yes. See, that'll I think get I us could... up to about 7 or 8, is that including what... body, body breaks. <laughs> that'll be the day before we go see uh, Guillermo del Toro's... Uh, well, that kind of messed that one up. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo. I should have had Frank say that for me. Guillermo. Yes. Yeah, because Frank I'm is Irish, Hispanic. And yes. that doesn't all work. Get out. It doesn't work well for me. I'll have a That's taco with the hot sauce, please. That's, That's so racist. It doesn't work that way. Um, it doesn't? It's it's. I, uh, think so. I think I could do a marathon like that. It's just I can't. If I was with a group of people, I could see myself doing it, but I couldn't see myself going. All right, here I go. I'm going to watch you all know, nine hours of. I this. would. I would love to do that. And I've got the um, the special edition DVDs, which is probably about as high quality a DVD as as money can buy. I think. That's Sorry, right. I was a little <laughs> slow okay. on the draw. I was looking for it. And I have come to kill you. So I, I've always forget that line from the great Mandy Patinkin in uh, The Princess Bride. 
That's my bad. I'm going to take the heat on this one. Episode 167. Wait for it. Not you, me. Is bought, brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. The April solicits are out. With some interesting things in it, we've got. Good? Well, we've got the new Green Arrow number one. You can get really? It, get it for ninety nine cents. The rebooting it. Yeah. Interesting. Because apparently Green Arrow is all kind of like. Gone. He's kind of wacky now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, did you read that? Uh, we can get to it in a second, but uh, you know that this might be a, a good episode for me to kind of ask you guys what's going on in comics because I I have stepped back for a while, so I'm <sighs> a little lost on what okay. know, aside from. So anyway, keep going. We also got New Avengers number one. The new reboot of Brian yeah, Michael Bendis' New Avengers. Oh, movie. that's right. I forgot they were also 99 cents. Both of those books are 75% off. The Ghost Rider by Jason Aaron Omnibus. Hardcover. I missed the Omnibus. $25. <laughs> uh, the uh, full price is 50. It's 50% off. The uh, I just finished that run, that Jason Aaron run on Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. He ended it with a six-issue miniseries that capped off his story. Really? It was really good. That... Garth uh, Garth Ennis rebooted it. Okay, re- rebooted Ghost Rider with a miniseries. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then, and then um, Daniel Wade took over Ghost Rider. Okay. Writing it from an issue number one, and he wrote, you know, two or three three trades worth. Okay. And then Jason Aaron wrote four or five, six trades worth. And the, taken all together, it's just been really, really good. So his Ghost Rider's run is then over, I suppose. Uh, well, it's they're mm. not publishing a monthly Ghost Rider book. Okay. Okay. So who knows what'll happen? And then uh, you've got uh, Secret uh, Superman Secret Origin Deluxe hardcover, yes. fifty percent off. You can get it for fifteen dollars. Yeah. So hey, what was cool. that? What was the whole DCBS fiasco? DCBSService.com. DCBS service, best way to get your books ever. What was the whole fiasco with Amazon? Hey, you know what? We never did. What? I mean, we haven't done in a while. If you've mm-hmm. never ordered from DCB Service before, and this is your first when you place your first oh, order, that's right. Ooh. You can type HHW eight. In the coupon code 08. 08. 8. HHW 8. 8. That's, look that that's what I said the first time. Well, I wasn't sure. That's number 8. I'm pretty I'm sure guessing. it's HHW 8. Yes. And you get 8% off your order. So if you... If you... Bam! Uh, do the math. Do the math. It's like, the, you save like, 8%. It's like 50% off, folks. In addition... That's easy math. Do the math. I didn't realize there would be math involved. That's right. So what was that whole fee? Uh, just briefly. We don't want to get in, into the... the Okay. The whole showdown, but but so there was there was a situation on Amazon where they were giving away well, omnibuses that were worth fifty, sixty, seventy dollars for twenty five bucks. No, it was, no, less it was than even that. it was more expensive ones. Like basically, it turned out to be a pricing error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when somebody got wind of it, they posted it on <clears throat> comingsoon.net or was it no, bleeding, it was cool? Some, bleedingcool.com, I think. And they said, "Oh, hey." You know, check out the the bestsellers list on Amazon. They're all Marvel Omnibuy. You can get the yeah. Secret Wars Omnibuy, regular hundred bucks. You can get it for fifteen dollars. I would have got man when I well, saw that. A, I was like, I was like, no way. They had a bunch of those. Um, they had like a, a some of those omnibus uh, Omnibuy for as little as like eight dollars and yeah. change. Yeah, the Secret Wars two Omnibus was like eight dollars and sixty nine cents. Yeah, well, so, that's still over. They had some stuff uh, like. Like, you know, X-Men Omnibus for yeah. $8, Fantastic yeah. Four Omnibus for $8. I mean, I, I, uh, my first thought was, nah, it's a hoax. And then my second thought was, I should have put it in order just in case. What they did in the long run was 
they ordered they honored those orders that were placed first. Mm-hmm. They did. Yes. Um, like so, I guess maybe I you heard time for like if somebody ordered, so I heard some of those got kicked back. Well, if somebody placed an order and they ordered like two copies of everything, uh, Amazon honored one copy of everything, okay. and until they sold out of all of them, right. And then they sent emails to everybody else and said, I'm sorry, this is what happened. Okay. Uh, but what we'll do is give you a $25 <laughs> credit. That's pretty awesome. Promo credit. $25 credit for basically doing nothing. Yeah. So I placed to... an order. I placed like a $100 order. Wow. And, uh, of course, you know, I got nothing. But then I got my okay. credit, and I ended up buying the Marvel Civil War hardcover. Really? I got it for like $1.65. You see, yeah. that's thank it. Amazon, that's just good customer service. Yeah, that's, absolutely. Thank you for admitting you made a mistake. And, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they didn't even they didn't have to do a twenty five dollar credit, but man, is that sweet. Yeah. Well, it's just you know, Amazon has you know, ten years ago when Amazon first launched, you know, people were wondering <laughs> what. What are you, I'm laughing because I think we saw funny? the same seminar. Oh yeah, yeah. Keep, oh yeah. So going, I, I don't have going. any. I don't have any numbers uh, uh, recollected uh, uh, to share with you all. But uh, <laughs> it's just funny because I know exactly. But, but yeah, what you're Frank. About. Frank was there with me in that uh, that lovely ballroom at uh, the Sheraton Dallas. Um, but yeah, uh, when they first launched, you know, a lot of people thought, "How are you ever going to make this a viable business?" And it took them years and years, but they have turned the corner. And Amazon, you know, big surprise, is now a an economic behemoth. Yeah. And it's it's really impressive. They um they in a lot of areas are outperforming like Walmart, yeah. which is again fairly impressive. And um and in we, fact we, it's kind of the point where Walmart is trying to mirror some of Amazon's business model to try and take some of that pie. What was that word you used? Huh? Mirror? No. Pie? They were a big something. Behemoth? Oh behemoth. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't potted up enough. That was that was, bad. was more of a baby hemoth. Yeah. Anyway, um, was bad. the the guy <laughs> the guy who was who we were listening to, he's like he's like a market like a he's a marketing genius. I mean yeah. this guy's done research on this. He's written books on it. Hi muckety muck. Yeah, and, and the the fascinating about it thing about it, and of course when you think about it, it makes sense. Right. You know, the one thing that Amazon has that uh or Walmart has that Amazon doesn't have to worry about are stores. And employees oh, to yeah. run. They have they have a couple central warehouses, and it gets shipped out. Mm-hmm. You know what what they can do in a couple places. Walmart has to do all over the world, or exactly. all over the United States. Yes. So let's all take our everybody uh, on my mark. Uh, take out your towels and start shedding tears for Walmart <laughs> and, their, and their plight. Yeah. In three, two, one. Thank you. We only made twenty billion this year. Our, our margins are razor thin. Wah. <laughs> is he the sage in here right sage. now? Sage. Sage. No. Okay. Which sage fell on his face earlier? I guess we should. Hey, I got a couple. Uh, of, he's a he's a kid. They bounce. I got yeah. a couple of messages and emails to share with you guys. Sure. Okay. Let's see. Which first? Should How I, about? Should I be nervous? No, not at all. Okay. Good. Uh, Dan Kurtzke. Yes. Do you guys know who that is? He goes by Gland on the forum. That's... I'm not sure which Gland he's referring to. <laughs> but he also uh, does the uh, the Lantern cast. Okay. And he's a fan of our show. He Fantastic. Sent me a, Thank you so much He for sent listening. me a message on Facebook. He I'm says, a fan of Green Lantern. 
Oh, yeah, I know. And Green Lantern. He says, Brad, I love your show, and I think it utterly sucks that the three of you couldn't come to Super Show. Oh. Mm. I went to see if there were any swag bags left over that I could mail out to you guys, but there weren't, so I want to send you mine. Only one of everything, but you guys can share and or divide it up as you will. Oh, hey. I am so high on the forum community after Super Show. I really want to do this for you guys. (laughs) Just let me know the snail mail address you'd like it sent to. Oh, we can do that. So I replied back and said, thanks so much, Dan. We were all sick that we couldn't be there. Send it to me so I can make sure some of it doesn't disappear before we all see it. (laughs) Yes, and I was throwing up all weekend. So Yeah, that's right. But I heard they had a bad case of con flu going around anyway. Really? Yeah. Ken Morgan Mm. was sick. Mm. He went to Shady Maple on Saturday morning with the group, and they they said he took two bites of food and just sat there. And then when they were done, he went back. And he went back to the hotel room and laid down, missed the first half of the day on Saturday. Poor guy. Isn't that, isn't that always one of your fears? I mean, when you plan something that far out, it's like, okay, in you know, seven months, I'm going to go do this really awesome thing for three days. And, of course, you're running 103 fever. I have kind of two stories along those lines. One was a coworker, you know, Amy, who we work with. Turns yeah. out she's a big Monty Python fan. We talking, we talking the girl? Yeah, the girl. Okay. Amy the girl? No, not Amy the girl. Right. This is a girl oh. that I work with. Her okay. name is Amy. But she's a girl. But she is a girl. But she it's not is Amy in fact a girl. the girl. It's not Amy the girl who it's, is always welcome on the show, yes. even though she probably doesn't I talked know to her on the phone anymore. yesterday. Really? Really. What'd you, what'd you call her? Amy. <laughs> no, what? No rim shot? No? Okay. Um, Fair enough. But she and her fiancé were uh, were going to go see um, uh, Spamalot. They had tickets and everything. Big trip. Very nice. They landed in New York, and oh. she deteriorated in health very quickly oh, with flu geez. or something. There was no way she could go. She oh, was man. so sick. Yes, and the only thing better than the flu is just any kind of nausea. Yeah, yeah. yeah and luckily enough, uh, nausea often accompanies the flu, so maybe it was a double whammy. <laughs> And the other story isn't that interesting, but I had I had planned. This was years ago before Katrina. Yes. I had this big trip planned to New Orleans. I was going to take tours and stuff like that, and it was great. And they were hit by a storm. Oh, a yeah. hurricane was headed there. Can't remember which one, but no, but it missed them. But I had to cancel my trip. I, I had taken a week off because I was going to. I wanted to do it right and stuff oh, like man. that. Oh man! So I ended up uh, at a Starbucks and just kind of feeling way for myself. Okay. And they had a book there called Route sixty six. Really? Picked it up, started reading it, and I go, that's what I'm going to do. And I drove up to Amarillo. Wow. Followed that book, and one of the best trips I've ever had in my life. I was gone for a whole week. Stayed a couple days in Flagstaff, then I went to the Grand Canyon. Had a beautiful time there, and then just slowly made my way back home. Wow. Best road trip I've ever had. That's cool. I mean, I know uh, one of the things Oklahoma claims is uh, you got a lot of Route 66 going through there, too. So I've... uh, I've been on Route 66 a number of times in my life, but I've never made an event out of it. Hmm. Hey, who who do we thank for that bag again? Dan Kurtzke. Dan Kurtzke. Thank I want to I want to get to know this Dan Kurtzke fellow because uh, I bet you me. I bet you your fans on Facebook. He sounds like a good dude, and um, you know I'm a big fan of uh, all things Lantern. Do you guys Especially have something now. you can talk about for like three or four minutes what, by yourself? What are you doing? I'm buying <laughs> Green Day concert tickets. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, they're cool. on sale. Yeah. Where are they playing? Uh, uh, Smirnoff or whatever it is, Yellow Pages oh, right now. It's just call it the Starplex. What what yeah. tickets are you? I mean, uh, are you gonna get long? Get, are you gonna get no seating? I'm getting uh center a uh, two o two, which is just okay. right of center, um in the seats. Um, yeah. Uh, 
about halfway up that So you got seats. Section. You're not doing yeah, a lawn. No, I'm yeah. not doing lawn. The lawn's just okay. uh, there. There's a there, there's a site. Yeah, no, not I. It's sand. just people, I like the, people stand and pee. Yeah, on but the lawn. as I mean, long as you're not, not like as long as you're not downhill from them. You know, that it, just, it doesn't matter. Of, it, people, it's just like, people are are just kind of gross sometimes well, on the lawn. It's like Dallas's Woodstock anytime you're on the lawn there. And by the way, the Starplex is one of those is one of those eh, facilities that's yeah, been around kind, for a long kind of, time. It's just it's it's really frankly a bad venue to see a show at. But you know. when the band you want to see is showing up there, then well, that's where you're that's going. Where you're going. I mean, I've seen Steely Dan there. I've seen a number of you know. I've seen Prince and. Uh, I mean, all sorts I, of guys there. I, I I have you know I I don't mind the hippie stuff. I mean, you, you right. know, I, I get it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I appreciate it when I was a lot younger. But now yeah. I am In older. Fact, I have my well right now. <laughs> it's really weird. I um, I I just enjoy my comforts. I like to be able to sit down yeah. during a show. No, I get that. <laughs> yeah, the, but the Starplex is one of those where you've got the stage and then you've got uh, a. A bowl of seats, and the seats. I don't know. There, there may be. I don't know. There may be uh, uh, eighty or ninety rows of the seats in this place. It's it's pretty decently sized. You can fit a, a few, couple thousand people underneath the uh, the roof. But the roof ends at the last row of seats, and then there is a concourse, and then um, actually the last behind there, two, the last few rows last two are, are rows exposed. Are, are yes, yeah. yeah, good point. Um, but behind sure that. I'm... Is uh, a berm that stretches upwards and outwards uh, from there, and um, if this is Dallas's version of Red Rocks, it didn't work. Mm. Um, I mean, it'd be cool, if, you know, if it was a really nice location, but it's down at Fair Park, and you know, getting in and out is, you know, it's kind of a drag. I but, mean, any concert's going to be like that, but it's just I'm very anti-lawn. If I can totally help, yeah. it. I mean, yeah, sometimes you can't. You get guests, and, they're, and that's cool. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's on the lawn. That's yeah. Cool. Well, and part of it depends on the uh, the, the the artist too, because I mean, I. I think a lot of us have gotten to the point where we're now too we're too old and boring to you know just go see any show that rolls around whether yeah. we want to see it or not. Unlike you know when we were youthful, um, but yeah, I've I've seen like Steve Miller and I've seen a number of acts out there that I was like, eh, okay, fine, whatever, I'll go see it. Um, but you know that's perfect. You know Steve Miller put a new album on. Lawn. No, I did not. Steve Miller band, yeah, they got a new album. Yeah, I've never really had a problem with that guy. Um, I think that guy's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I just. You know, concerts are concerts are fun. And one nice thing with the Starplex, you don't have to worry about losing your hearing because you know they don't have <laughs> the acoustics great sound aren't system. the best because it's just open air. No, and, and the acoustics are kind of a drag because they rattle around underneath that roof, and then by the time they get to the open air, boy, we're really just, we're Doo! really selling this show. I mean, Brad's going, but it's just <laughs> well, hey, it's not you know it's how much not your his tickets, fault. Brad? I'm not telling you. Right. Okay, um, is it over a hundred? Again, is it under just, they're under a hundred per ticket. Okay. okay. It's just one of those situations go, though. Because I, I like Green Day. Are they here yeah. for one night or several nights? <laughs> one night. One night. Sorry, okay. I didn't mean to be yeah. snarky. No, with this, that, this is Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Like what do you think? This is Houston or something? Come on, man. Now we, we don't get that. Um we very rarely get uh, uh cool nationwide shows that other people don't get. Although a few months back, um I've gotten into, uh, I don't get to see concerts like I used to, like I would like to these days, you know, commitments and, you know, this and that. Um, but uh, I've gotten to the point where I prefer to see a, uh, a band at a smaller venue. Um, there's a place called the Palladium uh, just south of downtown, which is uh, it's kind of a dance hall looking place, but it's right. got a nice stage in it. And they have got a sound system that is just incredible. And you're inside. 
Uh, that's the kind of place I like to go. Um, there, there's a place. Oh, I'm going to ruin the name. It's Sam something. Um, it's an old lodge. Sam okay. Hill. Sam Hill. I can't remember. I, don't know. I saw Sam's, Old Mighty Seven. Sam's Warehouse. Is this here? Warehouse. Is this here in uh, the DFW area? Yeah, it's okay. in Deep Ellum. Okay. And, uh, I, I saw Old Mighty Sevens there. Okay. Um, a couple of weeks ago. Oh wow! And they actually did three nights there. And, yeah. Uh, but the venue is about seriously the the place is about as big as your house. Seriously, I mean, yeah. Kitchen, living room, dining room, everything. I mean, you just yeah. break down the walls. That's how big it is. Well, it's like going up to uh, Rubber Gloves in Denton. Oh, so good! It was just such a good show because everyone was into it. Acoustics are good. It's a small place. The guys, they're just yeah. right there. I mean, unless you're going to see U2 or somebody. I mean, you should. These Someone days, told me that U2 played like they, they played in Dallas, and then they had a show yeah. there. Oh, just, my god! Just one night. And it's, I don't, I don't know how people found out about it, but you just found out about it. And they were playing. And well, it was just like, they were right there. Was that the after party? Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe that's what it was. I, I don't know. But the, but this was years ago. This wasn't like like the last tour. This is like years a little poison ago. here. You hitting us a little it's Green uh, Day, man. Oh, okay, okay. Two on the enemy. Two on the enemy. Yes, I'm Blue going. The enemy. I'm going now. I guess I better uh, ask off for that day. Hit me with What's the, the date? enemy. Uh, hang on, let me look. Uh, Thursday, August the 26th. Oh, you're going to have a lot of fun. Because the main thing hey, is it, that it won't the star- be as hot as if it is in July. Well, I mean, come on. No, August- no, but he'll be sitting. He'll be in the shaded area. It's that, lo- okay, that August in lawn is not, I don't care what you say, that August is, that is miserable. We um, went to go see, yesterday as a matter of fact, myself and the great John Snicker and a couple other buddies, uh, Bill D and uh, another dude named Todd went to go see the cool. Ranger game. My brother was there too. Really? Yeah. Wow. I wish I'd known. We uh, we should have shared a, a few minutes of uncomfortable silence followed by bitter recrimination. <laughs> All right. Since you brought that up. <laughs> uh, That's how friends do it. I'm going to make a phone call. I told him I was going to do this. It was cool, but, um, well, it, it was a nice scene, but August, April 5th, it was kind of warm in that stadium. Yeah. It's, I mean, it was just like, dude, this is the first game of the season. I'm, I'm hot. I'm going tomorrow. Okay, well, that's, hopefully it's a night game. You'll be all right. Yeah, then. it's a night game. I, and I got that's why I got the cap. Nice. Did you go to opening day? Oh, yeah. Or yeah, that's what yesterday was. 50,300 people in the stadium, and we could feel the body heat off of every one of them. I'm going, to, I'm going to opening week. My friend couldn't get – she couldn't get tickets for opening day. So it's well, opening week. The that's great, the great John, he, um, he basically considers uh, opening day a, a national holiday. That guy loves his baseball, man. He I don't blame him. It. You know, I'm – Baseball's not something I'm just rabid about, but I do love my little red shoot Rangers. All right, he's not going to answer because he knows why I'm calling. We talked. He t- he, I talked to him this morning, and he said, um, "Yeah, you talking about uh, the great Kevin?" Yeah, my brother. He Sweet. said he went to um, opening day of the Rangers, and I said, "I said, hey, Bill McGonnell was there too yesterday." I said, uh, "Did you uh, did you go say hi to him and blow him off like you did last year?" <laughs> and he goes, "No, dude, he totally blew me off. He was more interested in his sausage." So I said, "We're going to call you." Sausages are good. Clear the air, but obviously he didn't answer. (laughs) Oh, poor Kevin. Maybe you know who else likes or something. um, Hmm? Uh, Who are you just talking about? uh, John Snitker. Yes. You know what else he likes? No. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yes. Which brings me to guess who gets the third ticket? Who claimed the third ticket? No, not John. Was it Frank? John Snitker. No way. 
way. Way. Are John you Snickers. serious? I'm very serious. Guys, John is is a great guy. and uh, I had uh, no idea. We spent the entire day together yesterday, and it never even came up in conversation. Well, we edited together the other day, and I said, hey. Oh, got, no kidding. Yeah, I said, got, well, I mean, he was, you know, in the building. I said, hey, right. I got your email. I said, uh, do you want me to tell Frank and Bill? Or he said, can I, or one of us said, do you want me to tell Bill and Frank? Yeah. And I said, no, you know, let me tell him. And he's like. I didn't know if he wouldn't say anything to you okay. or not. He told me uh, that he was going to the opening day with you. Yeah. And I, said, I said, don't don't tell him. But I guess he you know, he did what I asked. So Wow. Yeah. Little John Snicker. No, it never even came up. Little John Snicker. He is a ton of fun. He'll be he'll be good. John's John uh for the Little. listeners. For the for the listeners. Come on, uh, he ain't tall. <laughs> uh John played uh, Doctor Evil in a in a production that we did uh at at um at Prime Media long ago. And he nailed it. He did. And I was uh, Austin Fowler's baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, John Snicker gets to go with you guys. Nice. He's very excited about it. That's great. He's a great guy. We should post that someday. We should see if the listenership the, um, uh, cries out to see it. The uh, the Austin Powers? The Austin got Powers, it, baby. I could post it. All right. I could let's totally see. put it online right now. Uh, let's see. I had another email I wanted to read you guys. And then after that, you um, want to you close out with thoughts on, on uh, Blackest Night? So, uh, do you guys like... Sure, I mean, yeah. after after the voicemail. Yeah. Do you guys like comics? Yeah. Mm, they're okay. Uh, Brian Hancock okay. wrote an email. Mr. Hancock. Brad, Frank, and Bill, your Englehart interview was great. Loved his perspective on the history of the era and what he did with Captain America during that time. Oh, I appreciate yes. the seriousness it took on. Nice work. I hope that doesn't come across as condescending. It's not meant to be. Looking forward to episode 266 when he is on again. <laughs> Absolutely. And then he says, uh, also, Brad, may I borrow that Men in Black intro from you? I want to use it on my goofy podcast at some point. Well, I got news for you, Brian. I didn't write that movie. I stole it. You could steal it. <laughs> I don't see the problem here. Um, yeah, it's called Go uh, Download Audacity and then uh, <laughs> put the DVD in your computer and uh, make sure you got all your settings correct mm-hmm. and uh, hit the record button. Yes. Make sure you're running XP and not Vista. Oh, or seven. What's up or with Vista? Seven will let you do it. Uh, so oh, you're talking about the wave out thing? Yeah, the wave out thing. It will, but it it's not quite like XP for some reason. Man, no, it's, I'm an XP brat. So what's, man, you know. Well, what's, what's the issues of Vista? You know, the Vista the, has an archi- has redid their their yes. their software to where it okay. reads the architecture differently in the sound card. Okay, you can't do the wave out thing on it. It's a which which what we're talking about is that's how we get a lot of these drops and stuff like that. Just like you described, Bill. Yeah, put the DVD in a player, find the thing you want, hit record, get that audio, hit stop, boom, yeah. trim it, it up. Three, yeah, you're done. Yeah. You can't do that with Vista. Vista <gasps> Vista disabled it. I heard at, you the, know, at the behest of the music industry. I have wondered about that because I've uh, I've downloaded Audacity onto my wife's computer, which runs Vista, yeah. that POS, and I have tried I have tried so yeah. many different ways, so many different settings. Yeah. It's like there's nothing. Okay, we'll run Sigmatel audio. We'll run whatever line in. We'll run to, and I cannot. I have never been able to figure out a way to capture audio um, on that. Uh, there you that go. computer. You. So you, you say kind of do it on seven now, but the way I had it was really muffled. So really? I, yeah, I'm not sure what the deal is. I think it's probably along the same lines. So basically, I need to hold on to this this XP. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, XP is just like it, I, I haven't used seven, but XP was just like the high point. It was just like this. Yeah. This works great because I've never ever had an issue with uh, XP service pack two. 
I've never had an issue with the XP service back one, as far as I know. Hey, who is AFI? It's a musical group. Um, it's their uh, kind of post-punk, uh, kind of emo core. They're um, opening for Green Day. That, that they're very show. they're they're in the same ballpark. They're mm-hmm. uh, a little more like an arcade fire kind of thing. They're right. a little more emo. Not they're not a. It's not three chords in a cloud of dust like uh, Green Day. Three is. chords in the truth. Ooh, or that. I like my my hybrid football slash uh, punk reference. <laughs> um, a little. little uh, you said you weren't up with comics, but are you? Have you? Uh, been but I, but I did read that one, so I'm I'm up at Blackest Night, so I know what's going on with Good Blackest man. Night. And I do have a question about Sinestro becoming a White Knight at the end of seven, and then basically becoming Null and Void in eight. It seems like a non-story about him becoming a White Lantern. I just I had a couple of uh, uh, well, first of all. Um, that's a cool uh, shot. First of all, I thought it was that was a stinking awesome issue, and and yeah. considering the fact that it's taken you know a good solid calendar year or so to get the story from start mm-hmm. to finish, not including the Easter eggs Jeff Johns has been throwing us the last five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was it was a pretty satisfying conclusion, and you don't always get that. Um, this is one of those uh, situations where, and I realize that that this that whatever the brightest day is is on the way. So I realize that the story is not over, period, end of paragraph, mm-hmm. you know, the end, you know, write it, you know, cut it, print it. Um, but I did like the fact that there is a the end at the end of this issue. Because um, it's one of the things that DC does well is when their events are over, there's a very natural breathing point where you say, okay, I mean, clearly the story can go on because it will, but at least they gave you a satisfying conclusion. And if you never read another comic book again, you could you could be satisfied with where this left you. Um, Marvel, as much as I love Bendis and Marvel and stuff, and I do, um, a lot of times it seems like they're Tony. Yeah, right. a lot of times it seems like you know. Oh yeah, the, the, <laughs> I think we should only go for ten more minutes, and then we'll end the show. Yeah. Okay. But the Marvel stuff, Marvel events are. It's almost like just here's the end of chapter one, and here mm-hmm. comes chapter two. It's not like the end of the book. Like a lot of DC mm-hmm. events are, so I give DC some credit for that. Well, okay, so so what did I miss with Sinestro? Well, I think okay. right here, this panel, Necron is reaching into Sinestro, White Lantern, saying yes. "No more hiding, trespasser," pulling the white entity out. Is that where he starts splitting him from? No, that was in. Um, oh, you know what? Oh, that, that was, was in number seven. Fifty. I guess I missed that. So the white entity was in. What happens in Sinestro the whole time, or just when he became a White Lantern? That happens in Green Lantern 52. Well, only when he became a... Yes, you're correct. Mm -hmm. When he became a White Lantern. Okay. um, That was my impression from this. You know, he reaches in and says, no more hiding, trespasser. Pulls the White Lantern out. I'm sorry, pulls the White Entity out. Because a couple pages down here... Right here. You can see he's... he's, um, Pulling the two apart, to me, it looks like he's pulling them. You know, he finally pulled him out, and he's pulling them apart. So, and then Hal flies, basically flies into the white into the white entity, yeah, and gives the power to all of the heroes. He he cracks the Black Lantern on Superman's ring. He overrides the connection on Wonder Woman's Star Sapphire ring, uh, and and gives everybody the White Lantern power. Yeah, that's kind of, that's a cool shot. That two two page spread yeah. there. Yeah. Now, and those are all f- uh, people who have been dead before, who have died. 
Well, yeah, it's it's you know Bart, it's Donna Troy, it's Wonder Woman, Superman, Superboy, Flash, Barry Allen, Green Arrow, Animal Man was has Animal Man been killed? Well, they did have a. I didn't yeah, read it, but they did have a the last days of Animal Man. Yeah, but that's the future. That's, that's the oh future. okay. That, that, Fair um, enough. I guess he did die. I seem to I remember he did die some at some point. And then this this shot here with oh, all yeah. the, the resurrected the heroes. spread. Now yeah. we've been told, or it's. I don't know if you've read it or not, but <clears throat> these guys have come back for a very specific purpose, which yeah. will be dealt with in Brightest Day. Okay. But look how awesome Aquaman looks. Yeah. I know. He's and got that's his great. He's, he's the center of the shot, too. Yeah, I'm excited. The great. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps. I know. I, and, Aquaman and can be cool. He loves me some, some uh, clean-shaved uh, Arthur. And, uh, and Martian Manhunter, you know, he's back to his old self, yeah. the, uh, the, the way we're used to seeing him. and. Not picklehead. And what's cool <laughs> is that um, Dead Man. Yeah, he actually. I know. He's like, what the heck? He's not dead anymore. Right. He becomes undead. I think they're calling him a live man in, in Brightest Day. Live man. But, but yeah, uh, I was I was happy with this with this issue. Yeah, it, it was good. I, I just it seemed like that Sinestro thing just kind of seemed to come and go. That's just it. Well, they, that did happen a couple times during uh, during the series, like uh, you know, issue fifty of Green Lantern, where he goes ahead and he brings parallax back into himself mm-hmm. to do some uh, booty kicking and you know you're thinking well this is really screwed up because this is going to last for a while and you know it lasts for an issue and a half or so and then it's uh, it's dealt with hey brad what happened i forget what happened to black hand he was black he, hand was confiscated by the indigo tribe that's right yeah okay. taken away and brainwashed and and uh put in chains and i'm trying to trying to figure out him. why just him as opposed to i don't know i'm sure that we'll others get some of that and then of course it ends with the cool shot of the white lantern there is an actual white lantern now yeah i mean there was there was some pretty amazing you know revelations you know gone here and it's amazing that's one of the things i think i I mentioned this before but one of the things that jeff johns does so well is he goes back and reworks the history of the dc universe in such a way that makes perfect sense and it, it makes things kind of dovetail into each other but stuff that you never would have seen coming like you know the whole the whole reveal with you know the guardians and their great lie i mean are you kidding me so earth is the center of the universe okay that explains some things because we've actually had this we had this discussion we've had this discussion several episodes ago and and okay well unbeknownst to us jeff johns was going to answer this question for us i mean it turns out there's a darn good reason why you know it seems like earth is the center of the universe yeah well it's because earth is the center of the universe so about so with sue and ralph not coming back you know they kind of mentioned that how come they didn't yeah why do you guys think they weren't chosen well i think going you know going into this we were under the impression that everybody who had died yeah was going to come back Uh uh-huh Apparently that's not the case. Right. I was always there was this center spread of these specific heroes. Yes, and I'm I'm getting mo- this information that I'm spouting now from yeah. something I read uh, on Newsarama. You know Jeff Johns' interview yeah. about Brightest Day. It was a okay. report from a panel, WonderCon panel or something. Yeah, okay, and he said these these people here have all come back for a very specific reason. Okay, and um, now I think it's cool how over there on the left you got. Professor Zoom. And yeah. You see him behind everybody. He's, yeah, he's behind. He's yeah. on the left. And, and Max the Lord. The right. And yeah, and that was a creepy scene with Max Lord. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. When the guy looks at him and says, hey, are you okay? No, what does he say? I think after he gives him the yeah, whammy no, jammy yeah, on yeah. him, he's like, are you okay, sir? I am a robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I mean, was pretty crazy. Because that, that's what brought, that's what started Infinite Crisis, yeah. too, was 
the whole Wonder Woman killing Max yep. Lord and Wonder Woman Snap being a murderer. So there, there are plenty of threads to pick up on for Brightest Day. You, Max yep. Lord, uh, Black Hand, mm-hmm. the White Lantern itself. Why did these 12 people come back? You know, mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I think, I, I never assumed that everybody was going to come back. And I was like, okay, we're going to start the clock again. You know, well, we've had zero days since our last accident. <laughs> yeah, okay. there, there is that one line about, well, I guess dead means dead now. Yeah. Well, and it but was, they, they say it very blasé. Well, and again, it was really cool how Jeff Johns takes, you know, the history that we've known and gives you a reason for it. You know, the whole, the whole idea that, you know, that Necron let people back. And the one thing about, about this issue that I did not like, and it was almost a throwaway line, but Green Lantern basically saying, no, Necron, you didn't revive us all. You know, we revived ourselves. Yeah, it's we, like, really? Uh, yeah. Was, I, if, I was, chose, if I was the editor, it. it's like, I would love to just take a Sharpie and colored over that panel. Because I, I, I don't think we needed that. Well, I, I, think, I think it was just because that's what makes a hero a hero. You know, yeah. we decide our fate. You don't. Uh, yeah, I get that. But it was just that, that but it you was, know, super heroic. But over-dramatized it was, line. Yeah, you know. Though it was such a cool idea, though, that the reason heroes in the DC Universe seem to get reincarnated over and over again is because Necron chose to let them. You know, he yeah, didn't that's let a cool them, idea. He didn't let them get all the way to heaven. He kind of grabbed them in midair and said, no, I think we're not done with you yet. Well, see, if you take it all, the whole, uh, whole house speech in context, I think it, to me, I enjoyed it very much. Um he says, uh, death is your destiny, Sinestro, as it is yours, Hal Jordan. Like the others who came back from the dead, you did so because I allowed it. No more. I want peace again. Hal says, you still want to take credit for bringing me back to life, Necron? You might have opened the doorway, but I was the one who walked through it. And uh, Black Hand is coming up behind Hal, and he says, why? Life was an accident, Jordan. It has no meaning. It has no purpose. Hal says, life doesn't give us purpose, Black Hand. We give, no, Flash says this, Barry Allen. We give life purpose. And Hal says, I may have some uh, kind of morbid connection to Necron, but I still have a stronger connection to life. Everyone you think you allowed back did it themselves, Necron. We all chose life when given the chance. And I think all of us would. I just wish that one sentence had been yeah. left out. And, you know, that, that's nitpicking because mm-hmm. I had a really good time with it. And thank you, Jeff Johns, for your contributions to the DCU yeah, because you you rule us. I'm looking forward to, to White. Whitest, whitest light yeah. day, day of the. N- hey, bright, one la- one last note. Future's so bright, I got to wear shades. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, one thing I think is kind of interesting. Um, I read. Uh, I, I don't want to get too far off because I'm coming back to a point that has something to do with the brightest day. Um, I've never been a huge. Uh, uh, is it David Finch? Is that him? Yes. Okay. Um, I've read some of his stuff. I'm not a huge, I, I don't know everything that David Lynch has ever, I don't have his discography, you know, or David anything like that. Finch? Finch? David Finch. Or the David artist. Lynch. The artist. Yes. Yes. The artist. He, uh, drew ultimatum. Okay. Which I thought, um, was crazy horrible. Um, it makes me want to go back and reread it again because, oh, ultimatum. yeah, okay. ultimatum Marvel's ultimatum. I didn't think um, it was. Well, and see, I need to. I need to give it uh, uh, maybe not. I like David today. Finch's art. Okay, I just I thought David Finch's art was was very borderline Rob Liefeld, and I hate to. Some of it's better than others. I hate to dig on it. You know, I hate to dig on Rob Liefeld because he's a lot better at drawing than hey, I hey, am. Hey, hey, hey. However, Frank, he just said his name right. I know. He just said Liefeld. <laughs> I've been studying. Oh, ready to go. Um, and it's Miller, not Millar. Oh, hey. Um. Um. But uh. But so I, I've got some. You know. 
I've got some exposure to Finch's work, and I thought in Ultimatum, maybe the storyline was just so in my head that I couldn't enjoy the artwork. But I thought the artwork was it was you know it was accomplished, but I just it just didn't do a whole lot for me. Well, he's done a lot of stuff. Well, okay, um, and, and I believe you, and I just I, the part of my point is I don't know a whole heck of a lot about what he's done in his career. With that said, the couple of teaser images we've seen for the brightest day, yeah, um, like what the he Aquaman did, one? Uh, that Aquaman picture. I I kind of wonder if Finch was born to draw DC characters. Really, I really do. I mean, um, and 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 in part of it, I don't know if it's the inker or the storyline or whatever. And this confused me too because I picked this up last week, X Men Second Coming issue one. Okay. Um, and you know the the story behind that is you know Hope uh, Hope Summers comes back from the future right. and yada yada yada. With cable, blah blah. Um, the thing that's odd is this came out last week. It's drawn by David Finch, who, as we all know, has been at DC for a good month or two now. Well, I guess um, it was at exclusivity. Least. Well, I maybe wonder if it's, it's exclusive the, or is he's it's just been in the can for a while. I, I kind of figure it's just been in the can. Um, hey, dude. <laughs> speaking of being in the can. Yeah. Oh. I should what, it up. Uh, yeah, come on. I kind of need to use a restroom. Come on, speak English. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's let's hey, uh, the closing. Um, bef- I please get on your lap. Can <laughs> I please get on your lap? He here, likes buddy. Frank better than me. Come here, buddy. Uh, there's something about that. Okay, go. Okay, don't don't pull the computer off the table. Thank you. Um, so anyway, I just <laughs> Did you hear the professor just now. Uh, <laughs> he likes Frank better than me too. So <laughs> what can I say? Oh, now he's happy. Earlier, it sounded like he was having his arms pulled out of their sockets yeah, by yeah. a Wookiee. But now, he's over there gurgling. I don't know. I don't know what it is. He's it's cooing. It's this magic I have over kids. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I wish David Finch uh, good things at uh, DCU, and I, I think uh, his art is cool. And by the way, X-Men Second Coming, just beautiful. The artwork, you the mean? The artwork yeah. is yeah. I've always, I've always liked David Finch's yeah. stuff. And I don't know. Again, maybe it was the inker. I don't even. I don't know who inked this. I don't know who inked Ultimatum. I don't know if he did it himself. I don't know. Um, this makes me want to go back and, and, and give Ultimatum a second chance just to cool. see if I can stand his artwork anymore. So cool. We'll look so at we got later, that going okay? for. We'll look at it. Do you have a tweet? Minutes. I sure as heck do. All right. And, uh, Let's do a tweet and then roll out. Let me, uh, let me, let me pump, up, pump up, pump up the volume to steal from uh, Christian Leitner. Uh, I'm going to pull Frank's mic Christian down. Slater... Uh, because uh, hey, 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 hey. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. Ooh, I'm using a different uh, media player here, so Uh-oh. hopefully this boots up fairly quickly. Oh, there we go. Awesome. There we go. All right. Bulls Audio Twitter. So, uh, you think male ladybugs feel screwed in the whole deal? <laughs> I like that one. That, that's pretty good. Short but sweet, baby. Um, what movie was that? Was observational humor. Yeah, Larry played uh, a movie bug. Yeah, a, a ladybug. Yeah, Bugs Life. Bugs oh, Life. Bugs Life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was awesome. Hey, I'm not a dude. Who you calling a lady? Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. that was pretty awesome. I'm not sure if I've ever seen that. I've seen. Um, you haven't seen Bugs Life? It's very. I've good. seen yeah. Ants a couple of times. I'm, shall we say, nonplussed by Tell it. Tell you what, it, Ants and Bugs Life, two different movies. Really, Bugs Life superior. 
Excellent. Yeah. It's uh, Pixar. That's probably one of the few um, uh, of the them Pixar movies I've ever seen. Wasn't uh, Ants also Pixar? No. No, that was... Um, oh. That had Woody Allen, Sylvester yes. Stallone. Yes. Maybe Jerry Seinfeld in it? Um, I, I know Jerry Seinfeld did Bees, but I think, yeah. I think he's in Ants. What's the deal? What that be? <laughs> What's going on? Thank you for listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast. comes out every Thursday in the same feed. They're good they too. also have Speak of the Devil. Is it Speak of the Devil? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's uh, not a Motley Crue podcast. podcast. And check out the extended editions of our podcast, too. <laughs> so Visit our website, halfhourwasted.com, and check out our blogs, forums, and photos, and more. Send questions or comments to halfhourwaste at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Until hey, next week, do you have Johnny I'm M's Frank. cell number? I'm Brad. Because I think it'd be really funny if people started uh, asking Johnny M why he's doing a Motley Crew podcast. <laughs> and we'll see you next week on a half hour wasted. Wasted, baby. Hey, you people are dorks. Bye, boo, bye.